Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. Is it a, is it a $5 mic? No, it's a Samson G check something. Dwayla mm, no. was talking about his five dollar mic. Who? He's a he's a a singer from out of the Detroit area. Oh, um, he he made like three good albums, one all right album, and then he just dropped out of sight. Like he started singing when he was like nineteen or twenty or something like that, and sang till he was like twenty seven, and then just quit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, for a second, I was like, this dude might end up being my favorite. Oh, no, he's gone. <laughs> All oh, I got me- left is uh, old albums and memories of when he came out here to Sacramento and sang literally two songs and then realized he wasn't getting paid what he expected to get paid. So he had his backup singer come on and sing for the rest of the concert. Wait a minute. What's the person's name? Dwele. D-W-E-L-E. Oh, Dwele. Yeah. What? Wait, that's what happened to him? Yeah, as far as I know, he ain't put out an album since, well, shit. She, the last one he did was, want, uh, I think it was Once World Women. Mm. Wait, this nigga 42? How this nigga 42? Who? Twilight. Twilight? I thought so, I mean. Yo, baby, Twilight's 42. Is he really? That's what I said. Nisha! Wait, hold on. So if he's 42 in 2020, yeah, I guess so, because in 2003, he would have been like 20. He's, nigga was born in 78, though, so he's still... Hey, babe. Yeah. Stephanie said hey. Um, oh, hey, hey, sunshine. So... Hey, Nisha! Let's see. The nigga was born in 78. So in 2020, or in uh, 2002, he would have been 20. In 2003, he was talking about under 21 and under. But he was already 21. That shit's weird. I'm thrown now. And I'm also blown by the fact that this nigga's like 42 years old. I know he's two years older than me, but still, I felt like he was like 19. His music is timeless. He sings like a genie. Who gave himself a wish to sing forever? Yeah, I was tell- I was just telling Stephanie that same damn thing that he puts on a really bad show. Oh. But you know, shout out to Jay Tate, his backup singer. Jay Tate. Jay Tate. <laughs> I know his name because that nigga sang like six songs. Dwele sang two songs. Jay Tate sang like six songs. And then that nigga had the nerve to go off and sell his CD. Oh. Dwele sang two songs, found out he wasn't getting paid, Go went over and stood in the corner and sold pictures and autographs. Jay Tate sold six or sang six songs and then started selling his CD. And I'll just stare and hold through Dwele. Wow. So, yeah, he ain't put out a new album since, like, yeah, 2010. Wow. Because I was like, hey, I know who Dwelle is. 
Well, I take that back. He did greater than one in 2012. That was the last one. Man. That's what I said. That's crazy. That's what I said. <laughs> like, yo, I'm tired of my favorite artist just stopping. Like, how dare you quit? Y'all better have the Puff Daddy mindset. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> take that, take that. Man. Like, he or was take really... take that money. <laughs> like, he didn't even... He retired when... He really did retire when he was 30-something. Hey. The life that I want. Right. I mean... I, I guess. I'm just like, how dare you? Like, the nigga had a great voice. He did. I agree. I'm just... I deserved better. Oh, boy. I deserved it. You deserve. The nigga was on flashing lights with Kanye West. All of the lights. No, not no, not that one. Flashing lights. That oh, one. that one. Yeah. He was on that one in 2007 when he was probably like 39 and shit. Old ass looking young ass niggas. Oh, good Lord. Meanwhile, I'm 40 standing next to niggas that are 51 who look like they're 26. <laughs> I got an old face. It's when you when you go bald or when you start balding, mm-hmm. you just get old face. Oh, boy. Unless you cut it all off and lose weight, and I don't want to do either one of those two things. Well. I'm, I'm comfortable. Hey. I'm happy. Ain't nothing wrong with that, buddy. Ain't so, nothing wrong with that, buddy. Hello. What up? Shante! Hey, 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 hey. 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 I thought we were saying it one more time. I didn't know. And is the are these the haze or are these hip hop haze? Where it's like, hey, hey. (laughs) Oh, it's just like hey. It was just hey. Hey, Hey, buddy. Hey. You gotta be letting me know because I will go real hip hop in a moment and be like, hey. And, And even in there, there's different levels to it. Like there's the I ain't got nothing else to say, hey. And then there's the hip hop parade, hey. Hip hop parade, ho, oh, hey. Yeah, so there's like, hey, ho, and then there's, hey, 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 when somebody is freestyling and you can't rhyme, but you want to be involved. Okay, yeah. That's, that's my wheelhouse. Or when somebody's that's doing a dance wheelhouse. that you can't really, you're trying to pick up the dance. But you don't really want to join in, so you just stand in the back. You kind of just move your hands in the air like you're under arrest. Like yeah, that renegade dance. That's oh, also my wheelhouse. Hey, so um, single simulcast. That's Shantae. That's Stephanie. Yes. I'm Rashani. By the way, Stephanie is spelled S T E F F E R K N E E. Ladies and gentlemen, that's important. It's how black folks say Stephanie. Is it? If K? only you knew. See, that's Stephanie uh, Bell? No, no, that's Regina Bell. Stephanie <laughs> Mills. What, a K? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I just feel like I would name my daughter that. No. It's like, no. like, like Rashani has thrown in a K like people throw in like apostrophes and stuff. It's right. just like, like it yeah. didn't have to I be there, not, but it's I there. I am not Janae Dubois, okay? Oh, R.I.P. It's like my baby. 
I'm just saying. Uh, Deshaun meets Stephanie. Who's Deshaun? Nobody. Oh, but what? Same, like, uh, I want to say, look, I've been binging Love is Blind. Look, I've been watching Love is Blind. I'm like, wait, is that my yeah. pod person? Wait, wait, is that the is that the show on Netflix? Yes. Yes. I'm yes. on episode seven. Yes. Girl. A um, mess. A Shantae, mess. I am team <laughs> Lamarin, okay? I need Cameron. We <laughs> spent five years with a whole black woman. I'm like, wait, what? Well, and I, I and she, I think she did a real number on Cameron. Like he hasn't explained like what really happened, but it sounds what? like it sounds I'm like only, it was some shit, right? Because I'm like, I'm only on episode seven. It was like, wait a minute, what you mean you used to date a black woman? I'm like, oh, okay, all right, that's making sense. And have you got to the part where he met her, where she, where he's met her mother, Cameron? Yeah, yeah, okay. So you saw, yeah, so you yeah. saw him rap. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, oh, just don't drop no N words because I was about to lose. I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Ooh, ooh, don't do it. He was rapping though, like you know, he was rapping like somebody who really has rapped, like right. whether or not it's like really, you know, whatever. But like yeah. he was, he was doing it. Like I don't know, I don't was know. Was he I rapping like, like snow or like vanilla ice? Um, he's more snowish. Well, actually, no. You know what? I, I don't. don't I mean, he just he raps like like he's white, good at rapping. Like he like he's okay at rapping. Like it's just it just sounds like somebody who's practiced, who didn't like who probably has done it more than once, like actually performed because he put you know because like they were like, hey, can you do a rap for us? And he just he did it. He didn't stumble over it or anything. He was just ready. Personal so, stereotype. I feel like he said the N word at some point in his life. Also, why did I just say the N word when I could clearly say nigga? I feel like he said nigga. I don't know, actually. I'm like, I, what? Yeah, I feel like he said nigga at some point in his life while he was rapping. He was just like, uh. And then everybody was like, that was dope. But what do we really do with this? Do we kill him? Are we, are we? Yeah, I hope I hope he okay. did because that would really kill that would really kill whatever like attraction that I have going on. Um, <laughs> right? Because I'm he's like, really look. handsome. It's a he, like he's definitely one of the more handsome dudes yeah, on because... of the dudes that are there and in this process that have went on or whatever. He's definitely one of the more handsome dudes, and he's just nice. He just seems he's yeah. he's he is very attentive and very. Uh, open with yep. his emotions and not it's not attentive and it's not about being open but like demonstrative with mm-hmm. his uh affection correct you know because one of the things that i was talking you know somebody was talking about cameron and said that he was too clingy and while i could see that i totally see where somebody could go with that what mm-hmm. i see more is a man who while he is like probably he is sexually attracted to lauren he is also just attracted to her as a person you know he's looking her in the face he's complimenting her he is like in there with her and no, the whole i mean no tea no shade i'm attracted to lauren and i don't know how that <laughs> right and lauren and that's what i'm saying but this just like and lauren is really cute but i think the whole thing is, is like i think with dudes like you know some of them you know, it ain't hard to get their dick hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, you know, they be with like it. Barnett. You, know, Ugh. you know, like, if they with it, they with it. 
but I think there's a difference between them wanting to have sex with you and mm. wanting to be with you, wanting to be into you. And it's clear that Cameron is into Lauren, like as a person. I agree. And you know what I said earlier on Twitter today? He looked like he give good mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, single shower cats. <laughs> Here we out. Here we out. Here we out. Here we out. Single simulcast episode. I'm not quite sure yet. We give good mouth. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know what, though? It's probably true because of his attentiveness, because of his, you know, his vibe. He, he looks like, like a selfish lover. I didn't say that's what I'm, right. He looks like a pleaser. He comes yes. off like a pleaser, and there's nothing wrong with a pleaser. So yep. shout out to Cameron. You better get girl Lauren. Get that good mouth. What like that mouth, mouth do? Hey, hey, Cameron. I bet she know. <laughs> hey, hey, hit us back on Twitter. Let these ladies know what that mouth do. <laughs> and like we black, so we in his wheelhouse. So. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, I will put their Twitter names in the in the in the show notes. You go ahead and hit them back and let them know what that mouth do. I'm just um, saying. You got fans out here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Inquiring minds. I want a hoe. I don't know. Ho ho is life. Hey, I mean, ho hey, is life. I'm just saying. I, I, I will let my inner hoe out in a millisecond if the mouth is good enough. Nisha, I just somehow, I just fall back with my legs open like, hey, come on through. It, Go ahead, it, Nisha. You better tuck them ankles behind them ears. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead, girl. <laughs> Wilding. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been here. It's been a long time yeah. since I left you without a dope feet to step to. Without a dope mouth to come to. Um... <laughs> But seriously, like um, we saw that show on. It was on Twitter, yeah. or on uh, on Netflix, and um, we were seriously considering checking it out initially, mm-hmm. and then we started watching and we fell asleep on the first episode. We started watching it at like ten thirty at night. Sure, bad idea. Yeah, yeah. As you get older, them them late night shows ain't the ain't the move no more. Um, yeah. Mm-mm. It's a so, lot of talk, and it's a lot of talking in that mm-hmm. that first episode. It's just jibber jabber. Yeah, it wasn't like like as far as reality TV shows on Netflix go. Mm-hmm. I think the circle was more upbeat in this first episode. This um, Love Is Blind. It really just reminds me of The Bachelor, right? I, yes. Just I, just I off the first episode, by the circle yet. I still haven't the circle seen the circle. Was really good. Um, I keep saying, I'm like, I gotta get in the mood for it. I'm like, oh, I gotta get in the mood for it. I enjoyed it because it was one of those shows where uh, it's a it's um, a lot of them were initially going in with the beauty of skin deep sort of thing, mm-hmm. and then uh, over time and trust, they learn to be themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. on this show the first mm-hmm. couple people that came out there were some catfishes that came out and they were like i'm doing this strategically for reasons um and then as time went on they were just like i i built this trust in this relationship with these people and i feel comfortable to say these things to y'all and it just felt really really cool you know something mm-hmm. different um and so 
that's what I, when, you know, cause now after you finish the show, what it, what, what it happened was Nisha and I watched Lock and Key. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And finished that up uh, on, what's today, Friday? So we finished Lock and Key on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good. Season one was really well done. We're looking forward to seeing the next one, whatever, whatever. And then Love is Blind popped up as a preview. Right. Oh. So I was like, cool. We had just finished watching The Circle uh, uh, last week or the week before, something like that. And so I'm like, okay, you know, Netflix doing their thing with these reality shows. The last one we saw was, it was cool. It was, you know, it was fat and all that. So we're going to go ahead and try this one out, but it was too late at night. So I'm sure uh, Nisha and I will sit down and, and start watching it again. Um, oh, shit. Goddamn. It's been like, what, two, three weeks since our last confessions? Yeah. Um, wow. We're Nisha's doing, doing clinicals now um, cool. for medical school. Well, not medical school, but uh, she's still applying for nursing schools. Oh. But she's working at a um, senior center and she's doing clinicals. Oh. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the uh, lottery for the schools she's applied to like six schools and they all got to do a lottery because you know apparently uh like nursing is a very crowded nursing school is a very crowded uh field mm-hmm. uh donald trump should look into it um he could probably get paid better than he did with trump university um but no, I don't want ill-equipped, ill-trained nurses in the nursing field. We got that, that them won't as work it with is. black people. Yeah, we don't need none of that. We don't need that. But um, so she has been doing a lot of studying. Oh, um, good. And that may have been how we didn't get a chance to really get into that show like we usually would have, mm-hmm. um, because you know she she studies till she passes out. Um, and then we go from there, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's she's doing really good. I'm I'm really that's exciting. I, it is. It's dope. She's following her dream, and so I'm like, yo, I'm all for my wife doing her damn thug thizzle. Come um, on, thug thizzle. If it makes her happy, it makes me smile. So this has been her dream since as as long as I've known her. Oh, um, and so. She's doing the damn thing, and I'm like, go for it. Oh, yeah. So, yesterday, Democratic uh, election, or Democratic uh, debate. Was that yesterday or day before yesterday? Day before yesterday. Today's Friday. I keep forgetting. You got to keep reminding me because I'm tired and I'll be forgetting. Anyhow, Elizabeth Warren, who, uh, because she didn't do as well in the whole lily white states of uh iowa and new hampshire which i still say sound like uh places that you will find in like a fantasy map Mm. like welcome to new hampshire um but she didn't do as well there so they were saying that she's not really a a person of interest Mm -hmm. or some a front runner anymore so she was like fuck that and she put on her uh still toes and came out and stomped the shit out of Michael Bloomberg. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, why did they wait until 
it's September. It's March 3rd is Super Tuesday, right? Yes. So they got like two weeks. And now all of a sudden folks want to pull out their they gloves and start punching people in the face. I needed this from the get-go. Did any of y'all see the debate? The yes. He wasn't there in the get-go. That's true too. He was he just he just No, I'm not talking about just Bloomberg. I'm talking about they could have been getting on Bernie Sanders. They could have been getting on everybody. I know her and Bernie are supposed to be like Like, Well, I I I feel like she went after maybe it was the first debate. I feel like they were pushed, they were going after uh Joe Biden. But maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't necessarily Elizabeth Warren at the time, but they were definitely Mm -hmm. going after uh, Joe Biden letting him know that he didn't need to be he needed to sit his ass down but um <laughs> he do but I do think one of the things about this whole situation as far as like jumping in and being aggressive and everything is I think it's hard I think it's going to be hard for Elizabeth Warren or any woman you know Klobuchar or anybody who has who had been in it but is out to come out and be aggressive because as soon as you know Elizabeth Warren comes out, you know, with the gloves on, whooping, you know, whooping Mike Bloomberg. And the next day, nasty woman was trending Mm -hmm. and people were talking about how mean she was. And so I think there's that fine line, unfortunately, that that women collectively and just particularly uh, Elizabeth Warren kind of have to manage whether or not to because the whole thing is it's like even the moment you stop speaking like in a really soft high-pitched voice and being really nice and all that stuff the moment you put your like actual put some bass in your voice everybody loses their mind oh my gosh she's so mean oh my gosh she's so terrible oh my gosh she's a bitch it's just so I think it's hard to come out and even be like a tiny bit aggressive because people act like you just called somebody's mom like a low down dirty dog and you didn't you just was just speaking some truth but people get upset by that shit mm-hmm. and men I, and women and i think it's really interesting when you think about elizabeth warren because this wasn't the first time that she got like she dug in someone's ass this is literally not the first time and I think because of everything with Michael Bloomberg and he's literally trying to rewrite history or acting like people are just stupid and they don't know who the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's literally like out of the, all the people that are left in the race, I knew she was going to go after him. It wasn't going to be Biden. It wasn't going to be Bernie. It's like, they're not, they're not going to do it because they're not going to call a thing a thing. They're going to dance around it. But with Elizabeth, she's going to make it very plain sure like sure sure you can't say i apologize for a policy i'm like oh baby we passed policy that ain't no fucking policy there are people with ptsd because of this shit there is a boy that died you can shut the entire fuck up Mm -hmm. like don't just put all these black people on your campaign or spend a large amount of money because you're a billionaire to get black people to speak highly of you without atoning sir fuck you and lie well yeah it's lying oh yeah he definitely lied it's lying. He, it's he, lying. just like he's stretching the truth or acting like people are so don't have like little machines in their hands called iphones that are computers and there's well, not actually, a thing called I, google i have a i have an android we're not talking about you we're talking about people with computers oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are not talking is, about you, sir. This is, I'm this, is, this is the line we're drawing on Clearly, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a blue text bubble kind of world. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of text, what color is your text bubble? Green. <laughs> nah, man, that's fucked. That's, fuck, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. But no, but like what what I'm thinking. Uh, Bloomberg is doing is something is kind of similar to maybe he maybe he's taking a page from Trump in a way uh-huh. where like people where people you know even though you could fact check some shit you could find out somebody is a low down dirty dog mm-hmm. if you kind of feel good about them you'll still vote for their ass and that's and maybe that's what he's banking on he's banking on people you know like oh you want a guy with money I can be a guy with money Oh, you want a guy who, but you want a business person? I'm a business person. Look at me. I'm a guy with money who got it from a business, you know? And it's like, well, look at me. I'm a guy who's got money from a business and I'm a business guy and I'm not a dumbass, you know? So look, boom, even though the, even though on that level, it's like the bar is in the floor, but look, Hey, it's me. I'm your guy. Look at me. And then he's trying to, you know, run on his record being in New York and stuff. And it's like, and the whole thing is, it's like, obviously people should talk to a New Yorker. They hate that dude. They don't like him. But the same thing was Donald Trump. Donald Trump's a New York dude. That's why he didn't win New York in the general. (laughs) They were like, no, no, we remember him. And um, Bloomberg, change the rules so he could run for a third term correct so, so like yeah that's not, good to hell like everybody that's not your man but mm-hmm. i i wonder i wonder how these caucuses and these primaries are going to really play out and is he going to end up with like zero two three percent of the vote like really not have anything and basically people are going to be like, look, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like you're trying to tell everybody else to get the fuck out of here. You need to get the fuck out of here. Right. Cause our, my prop Maryland's primary is not until April. I was like, Whoa, ours is late this year. Ours is like April 28th, I think. Okay. Cause it's like crazy. Yeah. And I think this, I'm not sure if this is the first time Oklahoma is in super Tuesday, but we are in super Tuesday. Cause I was like, Oh, yeah. let me check it. Let me check and see when our thing is. And I'm looking and I'm like, Oh shit. It's in March. Right. Shit. <laughs> but, right. So Oklahoma, so, go out and vote for Elizabeth Warren. They're probably going to vote for Bernie. They oh they likely are. I think I think Ber- I think Bernie's the guy. I just it's, it's gonna. I think yeah. well not not for me, not necessarily for me, but I think people really want it to be fucking Bernie. And I think out of all these people, unfortunately. Bernie is probably the one that they think is is the best. They don't want, you know, obviously there's people who do want Biden. Yeah. But I think if you want something different, I think the different that people are looking to is Bernie Sanders and it's maybe, you know, and it's probably cuz he's Bernie Sanders but also because he's a dude mm-hmm. and you know, I I know that's I know that's playing into it. Oh yeah, that's definitely. You know, it's interesting to watch how Biden is actually doing it's like the bloom is off the rose for joe it's so interesting to watch because with 2016 he was like no i'm not gonna run because i don't want people to feel sorry for me i don't want the sympathy vote mm-hmm. and then 2017 rolls around and he's like yeah i'm gonna come i'm like sir you oh so i guess the sympathy vote expired yeah that nigga is just like them motherfuckers who they keep saying hey 
You're projected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft this season. Oh, no, nah, dude, I'm really enjoying college. I'm going to go back, and then the next season, they have a bad season, and mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, they've fallen into the second round and shit. That's literally Joe Biden. He would have been like that dude. He would have been the front runner right after Barack. If he had stepped in right sure. then, he sure would have right. been that dude. Nobody would have even questioned it. It would have right. been him and Hillary, and they would have been like, you see how they did Hillary, so – you know, yeah. Joe would have just slid right in mm-hmm. and would have fucked shit up in the White House because he's still old as shit. I just, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying that like I'm surprised. Like, I literally just read a paper saying Joe Biden is 77, Bloomberg is 77, Bernie Sanders is 78, Donald Trump is 78? He, he is 70, go to hell. Yeah, that too. <laughs> how but, old is he? Go to hell. That's how old he is. Go to hell. He is 73. He's the youngest one out the group. Ain't that about a motherfucker? Ugh. Just, ugh. Just, ugh. Yeah, it's an unfortunate I, I cannot believe situation. this is our fucking country. Like, I really can't. I really, that we have to, like, oh my gosh, let's. We have a terrible white guy in the office, and now we have to pick from a less terrible white guy. But I mean, this is the gag. This is this yeah. is the setup. It's just as as they've priced out more people and more people and more people. It costs so much money to try to run. It costs so much money to have ads, to pay people, you know, to work on your campaign. It's just it's turned into this huge spectacle you know, and only the people who have a lot of money or the people who can raise a lot of money can Mm -hmm. get in it. And it Mm -hmm. sucks because there's, and it sucks because there's people like, even though I didn't necessarily fuck with her, but I mean, there's people like uh, Kamala Harris, you know, Julian Castro, you know, those people who are politicians and aware of what needs to be done. And because they couldn't raise the money, be yeah. probably because the field was so big when they were mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. they have to go to the wayside and then we're left with motherfuckers like you know we're left with like motherfuckers like yang. <laughs> or yeah or just even yang like yang made it to the primary and then got zero fucking votes and then bowed out mm-hmm. you know so it's shit like that where it's like we can't even like he was he should have never been in the shit he should have never you know he should have never got as far as he got but he did because he could raise the money and then he doesn't, and nobody votes for him. It's just like, or basically nobody votes for him. And who knows what it would have been if Kamala could have had the money, if uh, Julian, if Julian could have, you know, raised the money, if they could have been in these primaries and what the, what the, the, the voting tally would look like. Yeah. Now I, I, I liked both of them. I definitely liked Kamala. I definitely like Julian. Um, Andrew, I was just surprised by, and it's so interesting that Kamala is out of the race and Amy is there, and I'm like, isn't she a prosecutor? Oh, y'all don't care, right? Yep. Oh yeah, don't y'all don't care? Yeah, y'all don't care. Oh wait. Oh wait, the only person who cared was Sunny. She was like, so let's talk about your record. I'm like, ooh, somebody actually wants to talk about a record? Wow, it's interesting that nobody else wanted to talk about it. Y'all only wanted to talk about Kamala. Well, I think 
motherfuckers probably wasn't checking, didn't think that she was going to get as far as she was going to get. That's true too. Because I, I, I mean, I honestly, think you know. Wait, is Tulsi still with us, or did she go back to? No, nah, she dropped. I'm, I'm almost positive she dropped out too. So that, that, but that was somebody else. It's like, probably why is she been... still here? Why is she at all of these debates? Why we don't want to talk to you, crazy lady? But yeah, she was some. Yeah, she was somebody else who got who kept getting further and further and further along, and it was just like, yeah, oh, why is you here? And yeah, and I think we, yeah, same thing with Klobuchar. It was just like, really, okay, cool. You know, she's in the cut. But now, I mean, but now, you know, she, her ads are running here in Oklahoma, and it's just like, okay, I guess you get getting money. You you putting this, you're putting yourself out there, you know, thinking you're gonna get some votes here. So I mean, we'll see what happens. It's just it's just a fucked up it's a fucked up situation as far as the the field is concerned yeah. it's just it's just it's, it's fucked up and and uh, and it's you know i you know i get on the show and talk about the motherfucking democratic party i feel like they out here wild phony mm-hmm. they out here wild wild phony acting like a- allowing the media or being in cahoots with the media as they push Mike Bloomberg being the guy. I Ugh. feel like they I feel like they I feel like they've moved away from Biden being the guy because right now he's kind of hovering around like second third place with, you know, with Buttigieg and Warren and so he's kind of off to the side. He could easily fall off. And now they're trying to push Bloomberg and it's like I think it was <laughs> was fucking fucking Megan McCain. Fuck that her. Fucking bitch. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Fuck her. But she made a point like oh. if the Democrats nominate Bloomberg, like y'all out here, wild, wild phony. And and Elizabeth Warren has said the same thing, talking about like he's got all these different, you know, he's got harassment allegations against him. You mm-hmm. know, he's got people with NDAs. He's mm-hmm. got just, you know, all kind of just, you know wild foul stuff that if he makes it to the nomination that shit's gonna get pulled out and then it's like well who do you fucking vote for this guy is just as bad as the other guy you're not giving the people something you're you're not giving the people something to vote for if he ends up being the guy and that's not even to say that everybody else doesn't have have their shit going on and everything because you know people got critiques for bernie sanders and his misogyny people got critiques for elizabeth warren and her and uh saying that she was native american when she actually really wasn't or using the dna thing when even though native americans do not do that that is not how they operate as far as who is and who isn't and everything and so everybody's got to make amends for the shit that they've done but the idea that if it's bloomberg it's just like you're basically it's basically trump light at this point or trump-esque it's like he got some money he done said you know real mean things about women he's probably gonna try to run america like a business and it's not gonna be hot it's you know and he's racist you know he's right behind you know stop and frisk it's not gonna be hot it's not gonna be the john blaze Mm. I got the John Blaze shit. <laughs> Tell me what you meant, son. Um, one thing that did come about from the uh, debates that, yeah, I, I will just 
Well, it wasn't really the debate. It came about from two of the debaters. Yeah. George Zimmerman is suing Pete Buttigieg and uh, Elizabeth Warren. Um, He has filed a defamation lawsuit against them both, claiming that when they paid tribute to Trayvon Martin earlier this month, they inaccurately linked Martin's death with gun violence to, quote, garner votes in the black community. His lawsuit accuses them both of actual malice or, at a minimum, a reckless disregard for the truth for tweeting about Martin on February 5th, which would have been his 25th birthday. You are Uh, a fucking murderer, sir. You are a fucking murderer. Fuck you. In his lawsuit, he claimed that the tweets falsely connect gun violence to Martin's death which he says is a term associated with the, quote, reckless and indiscriminate use of illegally owned firearms that leads to death or harm of innocent victims, according to Newsweek. The lawsuit also said Warren and Buttigieg's uh, tweets imply Zimmerman's actions were linked to white supremacy, racism, and fear. Uh, Zimmerman seeks damages in excess of $15,000. And the (laughs) only fear the Zimmerman experienced, according to Zimmerman, was him believing he might go unconscious and die from the repeated beating of his head against the sidewalk pavement or by choking to death from the blood going down his throat due to the broken nose during the beating by Martin. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. I mean, good luck. You know, as far as like defamation cases are concerned, it's on the burden of the person who's thinking they're being defamed to, you know, make it happen and everything to prove. So, I mean, if you can prove the shit, good luck. Whatever. Nobody, don't nobody care about that shit. You feel some kind I mean, and then the, and it's, the idea to try to say, oh, gun violence illegally, whatever, whatever, that ain't the way that shit works as far as gun violence is concerned. It's gun violence when, you know, uh, uh, when it's like murder suicides, it's gun violence when it's uh, a school shooting, it's gun, it's, it's gun violence. Regard, it's just regardless of whether or not the, 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 the gun was uh, legally obtained or whatever or illegally obtained. It's gun violence. It, it happened. You shot, you shot Trayvon Martin. He died needlessly. That was gun violence. Why does he act like he shot him with a slingshot or he tripped and fell? I'm like, sir, did he, he died from a bullet from a gun. That what you shot. Talking about? That you shot. I'm sorry. You are his killer. That is the rest of your life. The fact that you have still breath in your body because somebody has not shot you or at least stabbed you by now is literally the grace of God. Because I, I don't know what kind of pact you made with the devil because that's that's literally how I feel about you. But the fact that you're going like, you can't even talk about this because what about me? You're still alive. You can shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. You got away with murder. Shut up. Don't be like... Don't be like that man on the, on the Twitter going, hey, Twitter world, please stop. Don't be like him. And I can't say his name because he's, he's a murderer and he might try to find me. So, nope. <laughs> OJ Simpson? Sorry. You ain't hear me say nothing. My, my do, 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 do. I say nothing. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, though, uh, the National Association of Christian Lawmakers put out a poll on February 16th that uh, asked a question, uh, 
do you believe that America would be better off if more Christians served in elected office? Hashtag retweet, hashtag poll, hashtag election 2020, hashtag America, hashtag Super Tuesday, hashtag vote. So far, there's 108,486 votes. There's one day left. And um, I, I just want to say that at this juncture, um, 93.5% of the people who have voted say, fuck no. The, America would not be better off if more Christians served in elected office. They are also putting their comments below the uh, poll, such as, quote, I think America would be better off if the people who claim to be Christian actually conducted the, themselves the way Christ told them to. Ain't that the truth? I mean, well, that's the problem with y'all truth. saying that Donald Trump is y'all Christian president. I'm like, I know y'all fucking lying. Mm. No, but they really believe that stuff, though. Like, I feel I probably have talked about it before, but like the, the documentary, The Family uh-huh. on Netflix, like they really like they really believe that they are going up for God and Jesus and they are, you know, ordained to be in power, to change this country, to do whatever they're doing. And they whether or not they truly believe that, you know, Donald Trump is a Christian or whatever, but he is definitely a means to an end that they will link, you know, they will hook their wagon to whoever the fuck they need to hook it to in order to take away whatever rights and put in whatever type of handmaid's tale fantasy shit that they want to do, whatever it is, they're with it. Like they are, they are a fucking problem. Like that's that's really what it is. It's like they are a problem. The Christian right are a problem. A problem. Christian left ain't that great either. Who? Probably not. The, the Christian, Christian left. The Christian oh. left. Probably Ooh. not. But because at this point, honestly, at this juncture, we got so many. I mean, yeah, there's like Pat Robertson or whatever these old folks' names are who are really sitting out thoughts about you know god told them to vote for trump and all that kind of stuff but you also got like young pastors black pastors um all these other folks who are talking about you know lord, the lord led them to trump and they can't all be on the right like some That's of true. these folks I understand it's true a lot of yeah. and 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 even more than that you got the christians you got the pastors who when asked when are you going to speak out against racism and, and speak out against Trump in your church, their answer is, and if you're, if you go to a black church, you know, this answer already, it is not up to us to judge what Trump is doing because we are not part of the world. We are part of God's plan. And so we have to trust in God that God is going to do what's right. God said that we should not love the world. We should be above the world. And I'm like, nigga, I live in the world. That's so wild though. Like I like like there's a uh lately there's been a, a a Jehovah's Witness that comes over and you know we chop it up. She's going over this brochure with me and I'm at first, you know, it was kind of out of the blue, whatever, but it's been going on for a while and I'm kind of just like, okay, I'm gonna do this because I'm interested in what is in the Bible and it's cool to have somebody just kind of going over it kind of piece by piece, whatever we them. And one of those things is this idea of not being of the world of not caring about the world. And my whole thing is like, okay, God is supposed to be dope. Cool. God is dope. Aren't the things that he made dope? Is the world not dope? 
because God made it, you know, it's just like this idea that you have to reject. It's like, it doesn't make any sense to me for you to care about God, be in awe of his creations, and then just be like, yeah, but that shit is some bullshit. Let's fuck that shit over there. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me as far as like a concept. It's like, it doesn't fall in line together. It's just, it seems like you should care about the world and therefore you should care about things that go on in the world. You should care about the environment. You should care about how people are treated. You should care about justice. Because my whole thing is that we can have, the things that people profess to say are gonna happen when Jesus comes back. You know, everybody's gonna be happy, everybody's gonna be safe, all this different kind of stuff. We can have that now if we insisted upon it, at least in some aspects. People don't have to be bankrupt behind medical debt. People don't have to be worrying about whether or not they can go to school, whether or not they have a good job, just whether or not they have a place to stay. You know, there's, you know, whether or not they have food to eat. It's like we have all this abundance here in the United States, but it's all concentrated with certain groups of people. Mm-hmm. I just, what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. So, Hey, I'm Rashani. I'm a Christian. Niggas get on my nerves too. So here's my theory about the Bible and about Christianity as a whole. In Revelations, it talks about how um, Jesus comes, or God comes back, Jesus comes back and takes up all the Christians and then all hell breaks loose on earth. And Jesus lets that happen for like seven years. And then he comes back and he takes up everybody else and he kills the devil. And he sends everybody who got the mark of the beast to hell, the end. Then it says after that, that after a thousand years, he lets Satan out again. And I'm like, nigga, is Satan the Joker? (laughs) No, but that's real though. That's man, man. It's some good, it's some, it's some wild stuff as far as like, plot wise <laughs> right after a thousand years we're gonna let satan out to play for a little while that's literally let me get the literal statement of what it says and i'm pretty sure it says we're gonna let satan out to to cause havoc for a while satan 1000 years 1000 year reign of satan yes Revelation 20, 7 through 10, when the thousand years are over, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations in the four corners of the earth to gather it for battle. Why? Why is this the plan, God? Yeah, like this just, this, (laughs) it's like, this sounds like something that a person wrote. Mm-hmm. That's just that's really what it comes down to. Niggas a wanted pers- a sequel. <laughs> a person wrote this, like just a regular ass person wrote this and made this up. And not that not that this particular philosophy can't be a positive thing in people's lives because I definitely don't want to put it like put Christianity like oh man everybody else is cool and this is also some fuck shit. It's just that this particular text is written like it's written by just a regular ass person and not by some like omnipotent being that knows everything. It's just, it's written like it was written by a per by multiple people. 
that's what it's written that's what it sounds like it sounds like it's written by multiple people and you have all these different ideas coming together and everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants making up shit and trying to make it work as far as like a doctrine to get people kind of on the main road of whatever main road they need to be on in the time that it was created So what it all seems like, what it reads like to me, Revelations reads like everybody who went through some bad stuff because you said you believed in God. Don't worry. Everybody else is going to get theirs while you get to come up to heaven and drink iced tea and stuff and watch everybody on earth suffer. Yeah, which is, and that's wild too. That's, and that sounds like a human thing. That's Mm -hmm. a human thing. This idea that you're going to, you know, that you're going to, you know, you, yeah, you've been hurt, but they're going to get theirs and you're going to get to watch and you're going to feel good about it and everything's going to be awesome. You know, like that kind of, you know, the, the way we think of karma or whatever, it's just like, you're going to get yours. You're going to get yours, B. You go get yours, and that's and but that. Why but are you the whole, sitting butt naked in the corner? <laughs> you know, but the whole. You gonna problem, get yours, B. You gonna get yours. But the whole problem with that is that it breeds complacency. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going back to the idea that we could have what we want, like we could have dope shit right now, right now. We could have it. It's just a mat. It's just you got people who, when somebody brings up the idea of like, oh, let's have this dope shit, it's how we gonna pay for it. What are we going to do? What do you mean? Meanwhile, we'll cut, you know, somebody will cut the check for like, cut the check to go blow some shit up. That's really what it is. Somebody will cut the check to go blow some shit up, but somebody won't cut the check to uh, somebody's trying to, you know, you got to pry the, the money out of somebody's hands for student loan forgiveness, for kids being able to go to school like they want to, for schools getting funded like they need to get funded. You know, it's like Elizabeth Warren shouldn't be running on schools getting funded like they're supposed to get funded. Schools should be funded like they're supposed to be funded. That would require us really caring about children. And you'll see a lot of time in our government is very hashtag fuck them kids. Oh, yeah. So after the vote came out, where uh, it turned out that again, 93% of people thought it was 94 if you round up. Uh, learned that in third grade, ladies and gentlemen. But 94% of people believe that, you know, Christian, the America wouldn't be better if a Christian was able to be in office forever. The National Association of Christian Lawmakers came back and said, we are aware that the Satanists and atheists have decided to pile on this poll. While you are here, know this. God loves everyone and forgives all who ask him. Salvation is available only through his son, Jesus Christ. Since y'all all all said no, you must be Satanists. Yo, that's how people roll, though. That's how, like, any kind of, any kind of critique. And it's not like your critique is valid. It's like, you just, you just against me. That's all it is. You just against me. And somebody said, yo, I'm an atheist. Why you keep grouping us with Satanists? They're more like y'all. Like y'all in the same group. We don't believe in either one of these two. Can y'all start getting that, Christians? To which I was like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that that story made me uh, chuckle a little bit. 
because they just knew that everybody was going to say, yes, it would be better off if more Christians served. And everybody was like, fuck that shit. Fuck out of my face. But the whole thing about that, though, is the idea that there's not already Christians serving. I don't understand. Like, it seems like it seems like a whole bunch of motherfuckers in our governments, you know, state level, you know, federal level are Christian. It's just a lot of motherfuckers here are Christian or a lot of motherfuckers here say that they're Christian because anytime you aren't Christian, motherfuckers lose their mind. It's like, you know, uh, Ilhan Omar, you know, motherfuckers have been losing their mind ever since she got um, elected to Congress, you know, and I'm sure that's because she is a black woman and she is a Muslim woman. Mm Mm-hmm. So the idea that somehow this country isn't being run by Christians, it is being run by, it is being run by Christians. It's being run by doomsday, handmaid's tale, stop getting in, you know, I'll make you get in, you know, I'll keep you from getting an abortion, but if your child needs food, you're going to have to, you know, pull your bootstraps up kind of Christians. Like, it's just, you know, real contradictory shit. An Ohio woman was arrested for calling 911 when her parents cut off her cell phone service, authorities said. (laughs) She was arrested on February 13th and charged with disrupting police services with the fourth degree felony. Jail records show that the woman, 36, repeatedly called emergency dispatchers because her parents had terminated her cell phone service, which they paid for. An officer contacted her and advised she call emergency services only for emergencies. But two hours later, she called again and was belligerent and stated she believed it to be a legitimate issue, according to jail records. No attorneys have picked up her case yet. I'll bet. That's great. That's, that's really wild. But it may, you know what? But it's very, it's very white because they really use the police in like really fucked up ways. Like the police is just there thing to you know they got a grievance let's take it to the police officer mm-hmm. and i'm just like really like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense now on one how can i be of assistance they turned it off <laughs> i wonder, <laughs> wonder whose phone she used right <laughs> whose phone did she use hey did mom like, could i use your phone real quick <laughs> <laughs> you know you know what maybe yeah, I was just like, who does she live with? And then, yeah, because I was like, because I'm like, you know, does she live with her parents? Because then it's like, if she lives with her parents, maybe they still got a landline, you know, because older people still have landlines. But yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm telling. This is clearly <laughs> abuse. I'm just saying, like, I would have got shot. The cops would have came over and I would have I would have I would have died. That's that's the whole thing. Open and shut case shots. Um <laughs> the manager of a Gwinnett County bar, which is in Georgia, which is the state of Atlanta. <laughs> okay. All right. I just wanna I just wanna make sure everybody knows where Gwinnett County is located at. Oh boy. So it was placed under, they were placed under arrest 
after police found out that she threw a Kama Sutra sex contest oh. at her lounge on Valentine's Day. Okay. Police showed up to the home of Lizette Vila Lochelle on Thursday, where she confessed to the decision to have a Kama Sutra party and contest. Lochelle said she decorated the lounge with Valentine's Day flair and put a bed in the middle of the dance floor. Oh, my. At 1.55 a.m., the party began, she said. An announced cash prize will be awarded to the couple who demonstrated the best sex act, she told police. Oh, no. Wait a second. In a <laughs> Facebook post on the lounge page, go for it. The award was said to be $500. Loshel stated that when the contest started, Several couples began to simulate that they were having sex, the report stated. Loshel stated that there were several couples who kept their clothes on the whole time while they demonstrated having sex. And some couples got naked. Yeah, see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I figured that's that's where it was going. Oh, so they was fucking fucking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We call this one in the butt. <laughs> Ooh, somebody was getting some mouth. <laughs> Loshel told police that she also participated. Ooh, well. She also said the party and contest were promoted on the radio and that flyers were made. A flyer from the event is still posted on the lounge's Facebook page. She said that she was unaware that she had violated any laws or country ordinances, but the police let her know she violated two providing entertainment where that features nudity and promoting a contest where patrons are encouraged to engage in sexual activity. Huh. The lounge fired her. Sure. She should have gave better mouth. Right? Oh. (laughs) It's when you know your mouth is whack. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That is fucked up to give bad mouth. It is. That's a, that's a travesty and an injustice. Is that what you came for, Mr. Mouth? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> no, I would have went. I would have taken Nisha. We would have sat there and watched. Um, and then when they started fucking, <laughs> I would have just got my curly fries to go. <laughs> They probably had ooh, they probably had good chicken wings all flat. Right. Right. Lemon pepper wet wet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Why are we being nasty? Hey, I didn't want fish and chips. I just wanted some lemon pepper wet wet. Mm. In my mouth. <laughs> Yikes. But yeah. Like, yo, I am almost certain that uh, a lot of people showed up there that didn't have a date. Uh-huh. And they were just crying around the bed like, hey, how can I get in on this contest? Including the manager. Maybe so. I mean, maybe the problem, just you just can't do stuff like this in like a, a super public setting. Yeah. You just can't do, because I feel like if this was like a swinger's kind of situation a nudist situation whatever sex club situation nobody knows about it but you still have the contest Mm -hmm. and 
and people are fine with it and they they simulate or they do it for real or whatever and it's kind of over with but i think publicizing it is ass is setting yourself up for this unfortunate situation especially especially when it's like it's consenting adults it's like consenting adults getting around doing like a sex thing you know motherfuckers you know consenting adults do group sex things it's not that big of a deal but to turn it into you know you got to get arrested because all you put you attach it to a contest it's just like i don't know silly Mm -hmm. Mm. i just i I just wanted a smirnoff like (laughs) it's the closest lounge to my job and i've had a really hard day and this was not my idea of happy hour no 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 it's just like can you imagine you come in there and you, yeah, you know, I can like, imagine going, if I came in there. <laughs> but no, but you're just going in. You don't know what's going to happen. And you're just a regular ass patron. You know, just, oh, I'm going to go to the bar and go hang out. And then it's just. <laughs> 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 it's like fucking police academy. <laughs> I just watched that. That's, I had to throw that out there. I just watched Oh, the blue, day. the blue oyster. <laughs> yeah. God bless it. <laughs> Hey, can I get a tequila? Why are the lights going out? <laughs> why, why is there why? Hey, why is there a band in the middle of the dance floor, Joe? Hey, I just, you know what? I think I'm gonna stay for a second. <laughs> How do I just? I just, I know this might just be my opinion. But it's kind of hard to simulate a good sex move with your clothes on. Man. That's why I did it, Your Honor. <laughs> There's no way for me to really show the full throttle of my move. Yes, it's my, yes. The dingling hop, that's my, I, I created that. Yes. Yes. Okay, good. I can't show that with my clothes on. See my 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 dingling, my dick. Oh man, no! You gotta say wanger. If my wanger, wanger, <laughs> my wanger is a free spirit. It must be allowed to roam. Oh, on somebody else's bed though. Oh, God! I know that that's not supposed to be a bad thing, but I don't know where these sheets have been. And I'm not the first person to be on this bed. If this is the contest, is everybody else just watching? I got so many questions. Mm. <sighs> yeah, apparently only 12 people liked it on Facebook initially. I bet you more people liked it now. <laughs> right. I just. I miss all the good parties. <laughs> we don't go out anymore, babe. Where should we go? Uh, just off the top of my head. Let's go to that lounge right down the street. I want to show you something. So, uh, how was your Valentine's Day, Stephanie? It was actually really good because I went out with Dee from Bad and Boozy. We went to dinner and then we got 
we walked around and bought liquor because we are fabulous. So it's one of my oh, one of the better Valentine days, I have to say. Valentine's. Shante. Yeah, it was just Valentine's regular. Day. It was just regular. Oh, it's, it, was just, it was just regular. <laughs> like no, I mean it was just. It just it's just like, a regular day. It really was. It really like okay. the whole thing is is like um my anniversary comes like right right after it. Oh, okay. And so it's just like uh eh, Valentine's Day, whatever. You know. <laughs> it's like I'm cool. You know, I got my husband um a card, you know, to let him know that I still fuck with him. You know, <laughs> I choose, choose, choose you. You still choose, choose, choose him, and you know, and unfortunately for him, that day, uh, he re- didn't realize until he got to work that he forgot his wallet, so he wasn't able to like get me a card or anything. You know, it was just like, yeah, I forgot my wallet at home. So, okay, know. but it's Valentine's Day is just kind of you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what Nisha and I did. I know the next day I hopped on a flight to Portland. Um, oh, for for the shooty hoops. Yeah, yeah, for the AAU tournament, the shooty hoops tournament. Um, I think I'm gonna just call it shooty hoops from here on out. We got that's a shooty hoops game today, kids! Yeah, that's what I do. It's the shooty. Come hoops. on, it's the shooty hoops. It's the shooty hoops, and then when it's the draft, it's the shooty hoops choosing. Man, they you know what they should do when they get up to the podium without a pokeball and throw it at the guy. I choose you. <laughs> They're like, what the hell is going on here? What? What did we do? Now now I'm really gonna sit here and think about it. I know we went to lunch. Yeah, I think that's what we did. We went to lunch. Oh, well, we always go to lunch. Like, seriously, we just were like, she was she got a break from um she got her lunch break and i was at home because i was waiting for somebody to come by and fix our tv lunch break so i was like yeah you're at lunch i'm gonna come see you oh that's so cute (laughs) and then the people who had nothing planned were like they said the usual refrain valentine's day should be every day (laughs) um Get some plans, nigga. You don't have to do anything special if you treat them like Valentine's Day every day. All right, cool. So what'd you do today? Nothing, Nothing nigga. Then it's not like every day, is it? Because if every day is Valentine's Day, then that means every day you're doing something or every day you're doing something to show you love and you're taking today off? Like, what exactly is the plan here, sir? Me personally, we went to lunch. It was good, too. Indian Hey. Pandori. Um, I was. We were supposed to go see the photograph. Oh. Did you see it? Yes, I did. Was it good? It was. Let me, right. let me, um, sorry. I need two seconds. I'll give Talk you about Lakeith Stanfield and his bedroom eyes and his taco <laughs> meat. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Like I can't, I I wouldn't be able to be in the same room with him. I'd be like, so let me show you what this mouth do. Come on over here. I'm just, I'm not even gonna. Nope, nope. Can't be th- them eyes. Lord have mercy, this man. He is so fine. Woo. He. Mm, 
Yep, he can get the mouth. Sorry, that's it. I, I was just waiting. I figured this is going to turn into y'all's thirst moment. No, I mean, you know, Lakeitha, he I, uh, but no. He's, Speaking mm-hmm. of thirst moment, Shante, when's the concert? Ah! It's it's in May. Hear how the bedroom voice came on? Oh my it's god! Oh my god! No, because them little Korean oh. boys don't know. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh my! Like the album Shantae. just came. The, the album just came out today. I'm about the to album. add it to my tadals. I was like, oh, the album is hot. The album is hot. And then just like those, like, those, those are my babies. Those are my babies. They my boo. Look at it. She's going to take some virginities. They're all adults. Please don't don't make it sound like they ba- like they baby babies. It's, like, uh, it's no, no, like- no. I mean, there are, uh, t- Tim Tebow's 20, was 20 something years old when he lost his virginity. Damn near 30. Right. I, they say um like they they fucking I well just... <laughs> then, <oops. laughs> who I don't know but somebody somebody out there is is receiving something. Hey, hey am I getting some mouth? <laughs> but but no but like but no, no I'm like I'm really excited to to see uh, BTS to because it was definitely out of the blue and it wasn't even my idea to get the tickets. It was actually my husband. My husband happened to see uh, that the the general sale happened because prior to this, I was super duper sad because I couldn't go <laughs> to any Aww. of the I was like, really, like, nigga, I was like so sad. I was muting words okay. on Twitter. So people, you know, because people are getting their tickets and they're super excited and they're happy. Oh, I got sound check. Oh, I'm gonna get floor seats. Oh, I'm gonna be this. I'm gonna do that. Whatever. And I felt really fucking bad about myself because I couldn't fucking go and was just trying to set myself up and be like, okay, well, maybe next year, even though it might not be all the members and blah, 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 whatever. And then general sale happens. And I didn't even realize that it was general sale. And he calls me on the phone and he's like, well, what do you think about going to go see BTS? And I'm like, what? What are you what? What are you talking about? And you know, I sat on Ticketmaster, waited like the 30 minutes for the little man to go across so I could get my chance to be in the uh in the queue and and got some tickets. And so I'm going to get to go. I have no idea how close I am and as far as the stage and shit is concerned, but they cost a pretty penny. So hopefully they're good seats. <laughs> They're definitely not like super duper nosebleed seats. That's what my husband said. My husband said it's probably good that you got the seats because I would have had us up in the nosebleeds. I mean, but the nosebleeds are still good for a BTS concert, right? Like because that's, you just—it's just the experience. That's what like that's what people say on Twitter and everything. Like, oh, and there's no bad seats, and it's just like for me, I would have liked to have been. I want to be as close as possible because I don't know if I'm ever going to really get to to go to something like this. So True. it's just like I want as close as I can get. Yep. She must have touched her babies. True. You know, so I want to be able to see something. You know, I don't want to be super duper far away and feel like I got to stare at the the big screen to see something. So here's what you're going to want to do. Take a pair of panties. Oh. <laughs> crush them into a ball, put them in the freezer. What? Until they freeze, like completely frozen. 
buy a slingshot. No way. I'm not doing it. Bring that. the panties in like a, a cold storage thing. That way, no matter where you're at in the show, you can use your slingshot and throw your panties on stage. No, I'm no. not. No, that is not the type of party that we're doing. Plus, they all like they they check all your stuff. That's like I'm not going to be able to bring like a weapon in there. I got to take like a clear bag in order to get into the concert. So you can show them your panties. I mean, they're not like excuse me. What right, are those I'm not going to be able to bring in your bag. Right, the panties are nothing, but the slingshot is going to be a problem. But if you wrap them in the panties, I don't think they're going to check. Yeah, I'm not taking the no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is, is hoping for good weather back and forth, and f- so I can and and that the concert is a good concert and everybody uh, stays healthy, so that they can that they can go. You know, so the concert doesn't get canceled or or anything. And yeah, that's what that's what I'm hoping for. I'm excited. I think it's gonna like I'm excited because this album is good, and I think a lot of these songs are gonna be dope to see perform live, and so that is what I am am happy about. I get to see BTS. Yay! I just hope they do that um, one song. Bye 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 bye. Sir, get out! Get out! <laughs> you wildin'. You know what? You I can hate me, but it ain't no lie. I'm bye, 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 bye. Oh my! It's God. too bad. You know what? It's too bad that NSYNC really can't like do a like can't be like Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block and go out on tour and everything. I know. like a real group. Yeah, like the real yeah the real group. Because I feel like there's mo- there's money with the real group. I mean, like you you see like New Kids on the Block. They were like I think they did like a cruise. I think they did like the a Backstreet a Boys tour. did a cruise. I want to see the Backstreet okay. Boys. Right. And that's what I, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's and then just just the Backstreet Boys going on different like they went on Jimmy Fallon and did like the the kids uh instruments thing. It's just like man, the Backstreet Boy fans, that's they really won. Like as far as like the Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC, it's like Backstreet Boys won. They're still yep. together, they're still going out doing stuff, and Justin Timberlake is out here cosplaying as like a, a country dude or whatever, or maybe he's you know, maybe he was cosplaying and falling as, like, flat on his face. Maybe he was cosplaying as a hip hop dude and then became a country dude, and now he's probably gonna come back and try to be a hip hop R and B dude. I don't know. But he it's just a studio with Timberland, so good to hell luck, everybody. You know, just this whole thing has, you know, we're never gonna probably get a an in sync reunion. Or whatever. Meanwhile, you know, I want it that way is popping, you know, in stadiums and arenas. Tell me why. Exactly. Tell me why. I don't get it either. Tell me why. I don't know. I don't ever want to hear you say I want it that way. See, yeah, I was the girl back in the tear all days. It was like, Fuck in sync, it's Backstreet Boys all the way. Yeah, that was for real. Yeah, uh, are you kidding me? I was gonna have me and Kevin Richardson was gonna have a whole bunch of mocha latte babies. I'm just, I'm just like, he too tall, his eyes are too pretty, and he looked like he give good mouth. I'm all for it. You are. I was like, whoo, that man, him and Howie. Mm-mm. See, I don't, I don't know all. That's how I know I was a bigger in sync fan than the Backstreet Boys. Cause I don't know anybody's name from. Backstreet Boys, except for Aaron Carter. No, that's the, no. That's See, the, that's that's that, that's that Nick's is his brother. Nick that is Carter. His crack. Yes. 
Okay. Derek Carter is his drug addict brother. His no, the thing is, uh, Isabella's aunt, when they were out, she was like eight or nine, I think. Mm-hmm. And I know she had, I thought it was Nick Carter's CD, but I guess it was Aaron Carter's CD. It was Aaron Carter's CD. Yeah. And it had like all those, it was a true teeny bopper pop CD. She was all in Aaron's party? Yeah. 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 That that was one of the songs. Like it really happened. Aaron's party, come get it. Ooh, and now he looks 85. Poor thing. Poor little yes. tink tink. It's like well, it wasn't meant for him. It was oh. mental health issues, wasn't it? Oh no, it was drugs. Oh. No, I thought it was <laughs> honestly, honestly, it was probably a little it, bit both. Uh, a little bit of both. Because it seemed because they had like they did like the reality show what is it like a decade ago or something and it seemed like it was some shit between because one of the siblings are and stuff because i think one of the siblings committed one of the siblings is dead and then there was some big fallout between nick carter and aaron carter because nick carter had to do like a restraining order against Aaron because of what aaron was saying on twitter i was like wait what's going on what year is this yeah, and that was recently. I think that was what, like last year. Yeah, last year, I think. yeah. So it's 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 just it seems like it's been some stuff going on mm-hmm. with that family. Yeah, and it get and unfortunately it gets worked out. You know, on the internet, on TV, in magazines, whatever, because yeah. they're famous. So, uh, Parasite, y'all should y'all should see it. Yay! I'm um, gonna see it. It was a really flarking good movie. I actually ended up buying it and putting it on Voodoo. Yay. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but it won the Best Picture Award at the Oscars. Woohoo! Um, or the Academy Awards, which I think are the Oscars. I get them. Yeah, I mean it's same thing. Okay, same thing. So Donald Trump got mad about that and took a jab at them and said, "Quote: How bad were the American or the Academy Awards this year?" Uh, Trump asked the rally in Colorado Springs. The crowd responded with loud boos. Quote, the winner is a movie from South Korea. What the hell was that all about? Trump asked. We have enough problems with South Korea with trade. And on top of it, we get, they give them the best movie of the year. Um, Trump said, was it good? I don't know. I'm looking for like, can we get back to like Gone with the Wind, please? Trump said to loud cheers. <laughs> Gone with the Wind. I was about to say, uh, Gone with the Wind has been long criticized for its depiction (sighs) of relations between black slaves and their white masters. The novel from which the film is adapted described the Ku Klux Klan as a, quote, tragic necessity and made such free use of derogatory slurs for black people that the NAACP got involved with the production of the movie. The producers deleted the racial epithets after the black actors in the film, uh, such as Hattie McDonald, complained. But um, when Trump said that, the distributors of Parasite in the United States, Neon, uh, responded to Trump's dig on Twitter. And they quite simply said, it's understandable that he got mad about uh, the Oscar going to Parasite. He can't read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Parasite is all in subtitles for those y'all who don't, you know, get it. Oh my God, I gotta read subtitles? Oh, grow up. But yeah. I mean, you know, like, it. <sighs> there are, I mean, there are people who do have trouble with subtitles reading fast enough and all that different kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's just like, I mean, you know, Donald Trump is saying this shit, you know, to get to get his base going, to get his racist base, you know, get them amped up because they're all on the same page that anything that isn't white isn't, you know, right, isn't good. And it's so amazing how willing they are to, to fall in line with it but they are they really are willing to fall in line with it it's just like how do you how do you get your base fired up with the oscar movie but they right there they're ready Mm. like like why would you go to something like that and talk about you talking about a movie like sir what where is your speech writer where is your scooter i just want to point out that trump cusses during his speeches them assholes that are all about dignity and morality have no they, they don't fucking care they want to like do the morality police with everybody else except him and then if someone says anything about him it's like oh, that's not fair 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 y'all labeled the last president as a non-christian because of his skin color didn't even know where he, he went to a baptist church damn near all his life but he became a Muslim to y'all because of his name and his skin color. Y'all can fuck all the way off. And got this demon in the White House talking about he a Christian. Why? Because he white? That don't make him a Christian. He just makes him a old white man who looks terrible. (laughs) But that's the thing though is that they're not, they're, they're telling you that what they care about is being Christian, but mm-hmm. what they really care about is being white. They care about whiteness. They care about maintaining it. They care about using it to act upon people who aren't white. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's what it's, that's what it's about. It's about whiteness, but you got people who don't want to, they're not ready to have that, that talk that to acknowledge that somebody could act in that way with that intention for that purpose it's got to be something else they got it's got to be economic anxiety it's got to be this thing or that thing and it's just like no these people are scared they're and it's not even a good kind of scared because it's not like all the brown people have decided have gotten together and want to run up on them and take everything away from them the brown people and the black people just want you know the non-white people just they want their kids to go to school they want their families to be safe they want to go to work they want to get paid like they're supposed to they don't want to hear somebody saying racist shit to them and they just want to live their life you know but the white people they they act like somebody's going to come and and snatch them out of their house and that's not what's going to happen it probably should happen to some of them but you know whatever that's on the low it's on the low but <laughs> it's on that low. It's on that low. <laughs> but but I mean, like the collective, the collective action that they're afraid of. I don't think it's on. It's not even on the horizon for a lot of people. I think more people 
I think more stuff is going to have to happen before people rise up against uh, the white power structure, I guess. I think, you know, people are, would much rather let them do what they're going to do and feel how they want to feel if they would just mind their fucking business. It's just, if you, if they would just mind, you know, you feel however you want to feel and you can be racist. And and I think that's where a lot of people are because that's the way it's kind of been. It's just like, I think black and brown people have always acknowledged that there's racist people out there. It's just that they minded their fucking business. You know, it's just like, or they, we avoided them. You know, we made sure not to go live. You know, if we found out that all men, you know, black people or whatever, they're not safe. We just don't go there. We just leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. And, but they continue to bother, but they continue to bother, you know, black and brown people, people of color, you know, all over the world. An Oregon man, that's, that's the state of Oregon, not the, not somebody who plays the Oregon. Look, the the state of Portland, (laughs) a Portland man, a, a Portland man, yeah, is back on U.S. soil after the cruise ship he was on was turned away from several countries over fears surrounding the spreading coronavirus mm-hmm. before ultimately docking in Cambodia. Professional comedian Frank King was set to perform on a Holland America Westerdam cruise. That cruise left Hong Kong and was ultimately turned away from four countries before finding refuge. Quote, it's kind of like the Hotel California. I'm not going to check out, but I am leaving. After the cruise ship docked in Cambodia and passengers were allowed to leave, an American tested positive for the coronavirus. And then you, then when she tested positive, quote, no one was leaving the hotel. It wasn't like an armed camp, but they were watching you. If you walked out with your backpack beside you, that's fine. If you did like I did and you dragged your luggage, they tried to stop you, King said. King walked out of the hotel and ended up booking a flight from Cambodia to Bangkok. Bangkok. From there, he flew to Dubai and then ultimately landed in Seattle. Mm. And that's how coronavirus gets spread. Exactly. Like, that's... Oh, man. It's not they say good. everybody stay on the ship for your safety. Stay in this hotel while we quarantine and check the and test to make sure everybody's okay. And the white guy is like, "No, nah, I'm cool." Yep. Because you can't you can't tell people shit. You can't you damn you damn sure can't tell a white man shit. Mm-hmm. So do, so does this guy have it or no? Um, they said. They go, are you Mr. King? Were you on the Westerdam? I said, yes. I thought, oh man, I'm going to Guantanamo. But because I hadn't been on mainland China and I'd been outside the incubation period and I had been in close contact with anyone with the flu, they said you're free to go. So basically they didn't test him. Okay. So I guess we'll see. As when far he as dies. Or all that's concerned. This is not, it's not. But the other thing too, though, is you got so much information and it's hard to tell what the true information is because you got the information about the scientists, you know, and who came in and who didn't, you know, as far as that's concerned. You got information about like how many have died, 
you know, and everything. You got people stoking like xenophobia and racism, you know, and and that kind of thing. And it's just all this stuff. And it's like there's no concrete truth, you know, or when you find out that somebody has passed away, it's like, oh, my God, somebody's passed away. But then it's like, but it was actually like an older person who has passed away. Like when you see the news, it's just like, okay, like the two, it was an 80 year old couple that passed away, I think on one of the, maybe on the same ship. And it's just like, okay, that sucks. But it's the same thing that happens whenever an elderly person gets some type of sickness, they're more susceptible, just like babies are more susceptible. Mm -hmm. And so it's this kind of, it's hard to know where you should be super duper afraid and kind of just be like, this is fucked up, but you you hear about, well, this person has recovered or this thing, you know, it's like you got all this information making it sound like it's the flu, it's a fucked up flu, but there's a chance to recover. And then you got people where it's just like, oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world, it's contagion, you know, kind of, it's just, it's really, really fucked up as far as like information is concerned. And then it's just, and it's, and it's also fucked up that, uh, that it's fucked up that people here are making fun and making jokes uh, towards Asian people. You know, I see that a lot on, uh, on TikTok. You know, I have a lot of content on, like, because I like K-pop, there's a lot of Asian people on my TikTok, you know, because it, you know, it populates by the stuff that you like. And so there's Asian people who do K-pop stuff and then they make their videos talking about somebody being racist towards them, towards their family, whatever. And it's just really foul. It's just wild, wild foul. Mm -hmm. It's just like to be mistreating people like that, especially the possibility that they're like this. It's the idea that they're not just, they're not as afraid as you are or not as concerned as you are. So you get to make fun of them. Like somehow coronavirus is going to miraculously end up in this Asian person, but not in you. Therefore you make fun of them. You know, like the coronavirus is picking Asian people on purpose or something. It's just, it's not cool. Hmm. So there's, um, like a few cases of coronavirus here in California mm-hmm. uh, at the Air Force Base. It's like 50 miles from my house. Mm. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. I mean, apparently the CDC was like, don't let them in. And Donald Trump's folks were like, nah, we're gonna. Yeah. And now they're in. Not only that, but... um. They flew, the folks with coronavirus flew on the same plane as healthy folks who did not have coronavirus, separated only by a uh, plastic sheet. Yeah, and and people still don't really, and I thought that people still don't really know exactly how it spreads, mm-hmm. you know, and so, because like there was a, a woman who was talking about being sick and she felt like she hadn't had any contact with anybody and she still got sick. You know, like she was in the vicinity of people, 
but it wasn't like she was a roommate with anybody or, or anything like that. And then she still ended up sick. And it's just, it seems like people are unsure. Like, yeah, it seems like people, from what I've seen on the news, at least initially, it seemed like people were unsure exactly how it was immediately spreading the way it was spreading. Mm-hmm. All this shit happening. Could have just been avoided if somebody had just educated Jessica McCarthy better about vaccinations. <sighs> Not really. But, you know, she didn't help anything either. Is she the lady whose who's babies got sick and then one of them passed away? No, she's the one who said that... Uh, oh, Je- oh you're talking about Jenny. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, Jennifer McCarthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, the if you vaccinate your kids, they'll get autism. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was thinking, I was thinking about the lady who she, uh, I think she was anti-vax, and she had two kids, and they got the flu. And the, I don't know if it was the older kid or the younger kid, but they were like under five, I think. And the, one of the kids is running a fever. She's on Facebook talking about like, what should I do? And, you know, they're telling her to give the baby elderberry and alternate Motrin and Tylenol and shit. And instead of giving him, uh, we're giving the baby, whichever, you know, and that's baby loosely. Cause I don't know how old the baby is, but, um, instead of giving the child Tamiflu to help with the flu, she's trying to do home remedies and shit. And the, and the, the child passed away. That's what I thought you were talking about. That's sad. Yeah. But no. I'm talking about the um, singled out lady. Yeah, I got it now. Yeah. Ginger. Gingy. <laughs> so, Shantae, what number are you on as far as your uh, streak? What number am I Or, uh... Let's see. Uh, I want to be accurate this time. Oh. Okay. This is like the one like Duolingo's taking all day. Oh, it's uh, today would will make two sixty six when I do it. Okay. Oh. Well then, how about this? <clears throat> tell me something good. Bow now. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Make sure you say it in Korean, Shantae. Uh, like what? <laughs> oh my God. Like what? Like, okay. Uh, 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 okay, here's, here, this is something that, I, that was, uh, uh, hold on. Koyanga subakuye isoyu. The cat is on the watermelon. What? Wait, what? Koyanga subakuye he saw you. So Koyangi is cat. That, that's that's cat. all cat. Like Koyangi and then Ga is like a subject marking particle thing. Like we ain't got to get into that. But just the word cat, Koyangi. That's a Koyangi. lot for cat. It is. But Koyangi Ga and then uh, Suba is watermelon. And then Wee 
is another particle, but is about like a location, kind of like what, you know, on like a preposition kind of thing. And then isoyo is 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 basically like saying um uh is or on or there is like there is a cat on the uh there is a cat on the water on the watermelon like that's what it would be as far as in english but it's koyangi ga subakuye isoyu okay you keep saying it and it sounds great and i'm really proud of you and i'm gonna let you finish <laughs> but it still sounds just a little bit like you saying call your nigga well, that's, but see, that's the thing. That's the thing with learning another language is that as far as English is concerned, we have a set number of sounds in our brains. Like that, be, as we've learned our language, you know, as we're little kids, we can kind of learn kind of anything we can kind of acquire, whatever. But as we get set in our language, the sounds that we need for English are in our brains and everything else is gone. Like we can't access it until we start trying to access it. And then as you learn the language and learn the different sounds, then the stuff starts to sound like what it's supposed to sound like. That's like when I was first learning Korean and listening to BTS, it sounded like gibberish. It didn't sound like everything kind of ran together where now they sound like independent words, whether or not I know what those words are, whether or not I can repeat it, who knows. But as far as like what my mind, you know, what I hear and how my brain processes it, that it doesn't sound the way it sounded when I first started listening to it or just listening to music where I don't know the language, where it just kind of all runs together and you're just kind of thinking of whatever it sounds like in English. It, but it's it's about uh, acquiring the sounds so that you can make it happen in your brain. All right. So say it one more time. Koyangi ga subakuye isoyu. the cat is on the watermelon. I did, I got that yesterday. Like I came up with that yesterday because somebody on their Instagram stories had a mug of a cat on watermelon. And like those, you know, I mean, I can only access the words that I really, really know. And so that's, that's one of them. You know, I know, I know cat, <laughs> I know watermelon. So it was just like, okay, the cat's on the watermelon. That's okay, cool. You know, subak, subaki, choaheo. Uh, uh, I like watermelon. I think. Or no, it would be like subak, choaheo. I like watermelon. Stephanie? Yo. Go ahead and do your shout outs. We like watermelon. Yeah, So do. does the cat. So um, my shout outs are going to be for several people. First, it's going to be to you and Shante for having me back. It's been a while. Um, so thank you so much for having me. My other shout outs are going to be um, to Ricky for directing his first music video, for um, Asa traveling to DC, for Jay heading to Hawaii to be in a um, 
comedy festival doing some stand-up because he's super funny um the rest of my shout outs are going to go to the flawless noises media family um so that it's candace brie jeremy bianca um gary uh this is just a just it's just a hard time um yep because we are missing trillificent um he was just an amazing amazing person and it is a huge loss um and i know they are powering through it doing the best they can everyone who touched him also d and so so um i was listening to the read this week and i about gagged when i heard crystal mention curtis so i was just like oh my gosh that's right because I remember him talking about that. He's like, oh yeah, I, I know Crystal. And I'm like, how? And he's so, he was so humble about it. He's like, yeah, and I don't even tell people I know. He's like, you know, I don't make it a big deal. But that's just the way that Curtis was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a huge loss. And he is sorely missed. So the Flawless Noises Media family and podcast family in general are in my thoughts and prayers as we are still grieving the, the very big loss of losing Curtis. So we love you, Trill. Mm-hmm. I've been taking a, a needed an extended break from social media. And I had uh, hopped on the Twitter to uh, talk with Regal Cinemas about a code I was supposed to be getting. And um, just saw a message from Jeremy and didn't even think about it. Just, you know, type back the, the condolences that you would send to a a friend on Twitter and, uh, kept it pushing. And then I saw Candace and Bree and then, yeah, my heart broke. One of the greatest moments that I had in the past year was getting a chance to um, do a review of Marvel Ultimate Alliance Part 3 with Trill. I don't know anybody who loved that game nearly as much as he did. Um and I tried. I tried to be on the level that he was, but his was like, yo, I have leveled up everybody to like level 100. I'm like, damn, I'm at level 19. He's like, I'm at level 100 with everybody and I'm going back and I'm going to level up the new characters and I'm going to level these folks up. And I'm like, damn, and I got all of the side missions done and everything. And I'm like, God damn, nigga. You are um, literally like 
you're, you're living the dream as far as, you know, this game. Like, you're getting the most out of this game out of anybody I'd ever met. He was like, I paid for it. We had planned on getting together to do a few more shows, reviews, and just to get them back on single simulcast. Selfishly, it's moments like these that made me wonder if I should be away from social media because shortly after we had made plans to do these shows together, I decided to take a break from social media. So that was in effect the last time I got a chance to talk with him or to hear about him getting kicked out of another group chat or just to listen to him. He was just he was a good person who wanted to he he wanted to uh make every show that he was on the best show he was on. And he did. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. One of the best podcasting voices out there. Shante. Go ahead and do your shout outs. Uh, yeah. Uh, like Stephanie said, shout out to Flawless Noises. Everybody hurting. Everybody who was who was touched by Curtis. I know we can only do as well as we're doing so that's what I wish for everybody yeah that's all I got Um, 
Yeah. So, a single simulcast. Um, I think it's episode 359. I think. I don't know. Just none of us are getting younger. Take time out and just be grateful for the friends that you have and the family you have or the family you've created, those you love, and let them know how you feel. Y'all be good. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.